on an unsanctioned mission to rescue Arc Trooper Echo. General Skywalker, Captain Rex, and the Bad Batch travel to Skako Minor, headquarters of the Techno Union. After a harrowing encounter with the natives, our heroes infiltrate the city of Burkhold, only to find themselves surrounded by Wat Tambor's forces. Welcome to our 237th Techno Union Bussin' episode of Mandivision. I'm your host, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our small independent Star Wars podcast. We are so glad you're here. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandivisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back, Buckethead Nation. I'm so glad you're here. We are continuing our Star Wars The Rewatch. That's, I messed that up. Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch series, and we are neck deep in Season 7, uh, the, basically the final uh, last gasp of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and we're in that first arc that introduces us to the Bad Batch, which is very, very important and very, very cool because in just a couple of weeks... We will be watching the third and final season of Star Wars The Bad Batch. And as I've talked about before, it's kind of fun to go back to this, this first appearance of The Batch and, and, and see sort of how they've uh, were, were changed and grown heading into their own series. Uh, I think last week I talked a lot about like, so how some of the voice work uh, became a little bit more uh, refined and, and the voices a little bit more distinguished. Uh, from the traditional clones, the, the regs, as they are called in this episode. And again, I just think it's really, I just think it's really neat to kind of see those, that evolution in progress. Uh, with this episode, however, uh, we get into something that is, uh, um, I don't know, controversial is not the word I want to use necessarily, but uh, something that has, has raised ire with some of the fan base. Those, those of us who, who sat there and watched uh, those, those, um, you know, unfinished prints of of the of what was to be at the time season seven, uh, those first batch of episodes that were released online uh, that we have talked about, and and the episode, this episode's you know kind of storyboard episode uh, was a little bit different. There was a uh, there was a different scene uh, in this episode that touches on something that we were talking about last episode, 
uh, and that is the role of neutrality for the techno union uh, in, in, in a war, in, in a war in which they are clearly on the side of the separatists. Uh, so there's a big scene uh, in, in those uh, unfinished episodes that are, you, you can still watch on the internet. You can pull them up on YouTube and watch them. Uh, go to find this one. And there's a scene where Anakin, and, and uh, via the communications device, uh, gets into a, a discussion with Watt Tambor on the role of neutrality in a galactic conflict like the Clone Wars. Uh, and in that scene, there's also uh, a depiction of, of, of a fairly, uh, I guess what in a, in a finished version would have been more graphic potentially, uh, of, of Watt Tambor turning that decimator droid that we see in this episode uh, on against one of the Poltec people that we met in the last episode. Uh, and again, I, I've not been made aware if it's, if the internet belief that this was cut out by Disney is, is true. It, that, that, that theory holds water, in my opinion, that, that Disney was like, that's a bit much. That's a bit much for, for, for us to put on, on Disney. <laughs> so is, is that the case, or was there a decision made that changed the story uh, differently before the final edition came out? I am uncertain myself. But it's, it, it does change the tone of this episode overall. And also, also in that deleted scene, again about the Technic Union sort of neutrality is, is uh, Watt Tambor more or less admitting to being like a war profiteer, <laughs> because he talks about how lucrative it is to be neutral in in this sort of war. And again, head over to YouTube. There's a whole collection of the the, the deleted scenes that you can check out. Uh, again, it's in that unfinished version, but very very interesting stuff. And the original episode. Uh, it, it had a different Jedi fortune cookie at the beginning too, and that was in war. There's no such thing as neutrality, which again, you, you, a lot of the plot is sort of echoed. Uh, no pun intended for echo. <laughs> um, a, a lot of that is sort of echoed though throughout the episode in, in little snippets of dialogue here and there in, in, in the show. So that's of note. And again, that's just you know. We, we talked about the, that whole neutrality aspect of it last week, and it, I, I was glad to see uh, when I was re-reviewing those, those older episodes, those older uh, unfinished production shows, uh, that it was talked about a little bit more uh, heavily. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's, I wanted to make sure we got that out for this episode, and that was very, very, again, a big difference because it, it, that scene being cut out shaves several minutes off of this episode. It's probably, I think this is actually the, the shortest run run episode of uh, runtime episode for all of season seven. It's just, it's like barely over 20 minutes. Uh, and it's already a fairly action packed episode. Uh, you know, not a lot of, uh, of, of critical dialogue for us to, to kind of get into and break down in this episode. So, uh, that, that could in turn mean this is one of the shorter episodes of our podcast folks, which, Hey, maybe some of you are into, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know at all. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Season 7, Episode 3. Uh, so that's out there. There is a little bit of Star Wars news I wanted to address uh, before we get into the episode pro uh, proper. That is, uh, again, Dune 2 is coming out. So that means Stellan Skarsgård is, is making the rounds, doing all kinds of uh, press availability and, and, and conducting interviews and of all sorts you know, about his role as uh, the head of the House Harkonnen, or Harkonnen, however you want to say it. And... Uh, at one of these uh, uh, interview sessions, uh, a reporter from, I believe it was from io9, uh, uh, brought up Andor and how much of a fan they were of, of what Stellan Skarsgård did with Luthen Rail's character 
in season one of that show. And so they, they sort of had a little chat. You know, obviously Stellan Skarsgård's probably under a lot of uh, heavy, heavily enforceable non-disclosure agreements. Uh, and he said that he's very pleased with where everything ends up for Luthen, for Cassian, and, and for that show in general, uh, which is a good which is a good sign because apparently, uh, 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 <laughs> I almost called him Luthen, <laughs> uh, Stellan Skarsgård was was very very happy to 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 sort of discuss Andor, which uh, you know he had a smile on his face and everything like that. Which uh, to me, if if you're making Stellan Skarsgård smile by bringing up Andor, uh, that only bodes well for us Star Wars fans when we finally get to see that finished product, which does sound like it's coming out now in 2025. I don't think they've made that official official, but it sounds like between all the strikes uh, and, and having to start and stop production all over again, uh, it sounds like 2025 is when we're realistically get season two of Andor. On a very sad note, uh, I'm sure you all heard, uh, I believe it was last Thursday or Friday, uh, the passing, the, the, the very sudden passing of, of Carl Weathers uh, at age 76. Of course, for Star Wars fans, I mean, we know him more recently as, as Grief Karga, uh, a director of several episodes of The Mandalorian, and, and just uh, someone who has been in my household on screens uh, since I was a child. And I have uh, uh, just unlimited affection for the man uh, as an actor. Uh, his, his, like I said, I grew up with his work. I loved him as Apollo Creed. I loved him in Predator. I, you know, as Dylan. Dylan, you son of a bitch. And, and uh, Action Jackson. I mean, all the stuff he did. Seen him as Chubbs in Happy Gilmore. Uh, uh, rested development, all these great things that Carl Weathers did. Uh, we, 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 we lost a good one. Uh, I'm hoping we can have more of a, a dedicated Carl Weathers tribute episode of this podcast. Uh, that's something that I am working on because, again, he may have only had a, 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 a small part of Star Wars in recent years, but he's still part of Star Wars, and he's Carl Weathers. And I just, uh, like I said, I adore that man. Uh, he's a, a graduate of my alma mater at San Diego State University. Used to play linebacker there. Played linebacker for the Raiders back in the day. Uh, just and just from all accounts, just seemed like a really good guy. Uh, you know, a lot of people have come out. A lot of uh, other celebrities that he's worked with, Stallone in particular, uh, coming out and 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 just uh, sharing like just really heartfelt stories about the man. And uh, so yeah, it just sounds like uh, he was a good person. And uh, it's just a loss. It's just another sad day with the passing of Carl Weathers. So. Again, I, I hope we have a chance to sit down with one of our podcast friends and uh, kind of eulogize Carl a little bit more properly, uh, discussing all of his works and stuff like that. But to, to be determined, again, fingers crossed that that happens, working that out. You may or may not know uh, out here in California we're having some, some weather issues, so I sort of have to keep myself available just in case uh, my house decides to float down a river into the ocean. So I'll keep you all posted on that situation. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and get back into our episode. Uh, Carl Weathers, RIP, my friend. You're good. You seem like a good one, and you contributed a lot to uh, popular culture and, of course, to Star Wars. So we thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's go ahead, get into our episode proper right now. This is Star Wars: The Clone Wars, season seven, episode three, on the wings of Kiradax, from March sixth, twenty twenty. Now. That title may sound, may ring some bells, right? Like that sounds familiar on the wings of on the wings of blank, right? Like I I might know something about that. Well, you may maybe you do because there was a book, and I'm pretty sure it was turned into a movie at some point down the road called On the Wings of Eagles, written by Ken Follett, and it's 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 based on a true story. 
and so it got a little it got a little of a, a tension back in the day. Uh, it is a story about uh, a, a U.S. soldiers, two U.S. soldiers in particular, who are held behind enemy lines, basically, and and the rescue attempt to get them back. So, again, this time I do intend the pun. Uh, that story echoes what we're going to be seeing in in this arc of Star Wars: The Clone Wars with with the rescue of of Echo. Uh, so I think the title uh, on the wings of Kyrdax is, is a nice little wink and a nod to uh, that story and that book by, by Ken Follett. Uh, this episode is written by Matt Mishevitz and Brent V. Friedman once again, directed by Bosco NG. Oh, yeah, and I forgot our original air date for this episode. Uh, very interesting. March 6, 2020, which I think... I'm, well, again, 2020. What a year. That's, <laughs> we just get closer and closer to like when that pandemic fully kicked off. But I think by March 6th, we'd all begun hearing about the coronavirus. So that was fun. Uh, our cast for this week. Let's go to something more positive. Let's get back to the show, all right? Our cast for this week. Uh, we got the usual suspects. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Matthew Wood is the battle droids. The D-Wing droid. And Watt Tambor. D. Bradley Baker is the clone troopers. Tom Kane is our narrator. And David Accord is the Poltechian leader. And the Skakoan scientist. Our plot for this episode Oh, gosh. Sorry, I got a little verklempt there for a moment. With Echo recovered, Rex, the Bad Batch, and Anakin look to fight their way out of a Separatist base. And our Jedi fortune cookie. Again, change from what it originally was in those working episodes, in those uh, raw, war, un unfinished episodes. Uh, survival is one step on the path to living. So, yeah, you know, deleting that, that decimator scene with Wat Tambor uh, required a, a lot more changing for this episode, some little, some tweaks to be made as we shifted our, our main kind of theme on neutrality to just the, the idea that, that Echo's alive and, and now he has to get his life back, basically. So let's go ahead. Let's get into the episode. Like I said, it's an action-packed episode, so I don't think we're going to have too many audio, audio cues in this one. Uh, but it's a fun one. It doesn't mean it's not a fun episode. The action's really great, and there's some good stuff. So let's go ahead and get into it. You know what that means, Buckethead Nation. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Situation's almost under control out there. How's it going in here? I'm still trying to decrypt Echo's cerebral interface. Until I do, we cannot disconnect him from this computer system. How is he, Rex? He's too weak to walk. Very disoriented. Doesn't even remember how he got here. He remembers being at the Citadel, but that's about it. Any word on the extraction squad? We called it in. But now we're back. Well, that's no surprise. We knew when we got into this, we'd be on our own. So our heroes find themselves trapped in Perkle City. The forces of the Techno Union are closing in fast. They're still trying to get Echo disconnected from that giant mechanism, that 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 you know iron lung-looking thing that he's trapped in. Uh, they're trying to get him disconnected from being Locutus of Borg, and. Again, the enemy forces are closing in. A lot of cool action. The Bad Batch kind of getting their chance to show off how awesome they are as, as like a one-team wrecking crew against battle droids. Those new B D uh, D one battle droids that we talked about last episode. Uh, we get to see more of their skills in the, in this week's installment. And, and again, like, it's just really action-driven. The the this sort of like last stand that they're making, uh, holding off the forces of Watt Tambors. And, and trying to escape this base with, with their friend recovered. So let's go ahead and, and play the audio from when they do get Echo disconnected. Uh, and we start to learn that 
Uh, yeah, the techno union and the suffragists were using Echo for his brain, but uh, he maybe picked up a few a few things from them as well during the process. Rex, what is it? <coughs> I got a big headache. <laughs> Better to feel something than nothing, old buddy. It's a touching reunion, guys, but we need to get out of here now. <coughs> There's an exhaust vent that leads to the cooling systems right there. All right, so now our heroes have their escape plan, and we're going to find out that, uh, that again, Echo's learned a few things about Perkle City, the Separatists, the Techno Union, all these things, you know, like it was a two-way street. It wasn't just like one way they're getting information out of Echo's brain. He's getting stuff too. So he has an idea of how to get out of there. So what's going to happen in the scene next is we are going to be introduced to a new weapon of the Techno Union, the Decimator. Uh, that's going to go in there and, and it's, it's, its plan is to basically incinerate uh, uh, organic matter. Uh, and it's it's a cool scene where they ratchet up the tension here. Uh, the Batch have, have like welded some of the the doors in this chamber shut to keep those forces at bay and we watched the techno union droid the decimator cut its way through one door then another door uh, as it gets ever ever closer and us getting to learn exactly what it is this this uh, new weapon is going to do and we get a cool another cool moment here where where Riker gets to show off his strength because as they get that exhaust port open uh Riker starts throwing the team members up into the air so that they can make it into that chamber because it's high off the ground. And I did like the moment when Anakin's like, yeah, I got this, bro. I, I got I got the force. <laughs> and then uh, Anakin having to use the force to pull Wrecker up into that, into that chamber. And it's from there that we learn a little bit more about uh, Echo's time in that machine. That's not necessarily correctly correct terminology, but we learn that about sort of like the, the, that he was able to access their info as well. And I should mention, just before uh, Anakin pulls Wrecker up, he's placing explosives all around to, to destroy this, this technology that uh, the Techno Union is using and uh, apparently selling the information to the Separatists from uh, for their profit margins. So we're going to go ahead and play that clip of Watt Tambor being uh, very irate. And then it's going to lead right into uh, what we talked about a moment ago with, with Echo talking about how did he know all this stuff's up here. So let's go ahead and play that, 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 those, those two clips back to back here. They took it. Techno Union property. They've ruined years of research. Find them. This ventilation corridor acts as a cooling system for all the computers in the facility. How did you know it was up here, Echo? Well, they got access to my memory. But I got access to the Techno Union database. All their plans, inventory, building schematics, everything. You mean you can find us a safe way out of here? Well, there is a way. <laughs> but you're not gonna like it. And uh, they do find a way, and uh, no, they don't like it, because it, it requires going across this, this giant uh, metal pipe from one side of, of Perkle City to the other. Uh, but of course, you know, as, as soon as they get to the middle of this, this beam slash 
uh, pipe <laughs> across this giant chasm of death. <laughs> uh, of course, the door opens and the D1 droids are there waiting for them, beginning to file into the bridge themselves. Uh, Anakin's like, hey, wait, let's turn around and go back. Well, who do you think's behind them? More D1 droids behind them. So they find themselves in a bit of a pickle. But luckily, Tech is there. And he made a recording uh, when they were with the Poltec of how, of how they uh, sort of summoned the Karadax. And that's what Echo's going to do. He's, he's going to replicate that sound, a, a, a distress, a, a, the sound of a Karadax in distress. Uh, and, and so it will summon them. And that's how they're going to get out of there. And that's what they do. They jump on the back of these Karadax and fly, fly away on the wings of Karadax, like the title of the episode says. But that's where we find out that these D1 battle droids have a new skill set that we did not encounter previously, that we did speculate last week because we talked about their specs. Uh, these droids fly, and so they take to the air, and in pursuit of our heroes who uh, do their best, but you know they're on these Karadax, and they may be going where they want to go, but they don't really know how to control the Karadax. You're not going into, into aerial combat uh, with these Karadaxes. You can't really fly. So basically the B1s are going to follow them back to the Poltec village because Anakin and the Bad Batch and Rex and Echo have nowhere else to go. Uh, so they are kind of breaking their promise in a sense by bringing the war to the Poltec people. But in another sort of big nod to the original theme of this episode about neutrality, uh, Rex is going to have a few things to say about that. I want to go ahead and play that clip because it's, it's sort of like the uh, emotional core of this episode. So let's go ahead and cue that up. All right, so one battle droid has escaped and is going to go back and report their location. And Anakin says, that's not a good, that's not good. And that's when the Poltec leader gets really upset that um, this whole war has now come to their village. So let's go ahead and play this clip because this is where, where Rex uh, uh, shines for this episode. If I know Tambor, he'll come after us, us and the Poltecs, with everything he's got. What's he saying, Tech? He says that we have broken our word. We have brought the war to his village. You're right. Tell him he's right, Tech. Tell him we didn't plan to drag his people into war. But look what the Separatists did to one of our people. They took away his freedom, his humanity. They tried to turn him into a machine. The Techno Union claims it's neutral, but they have chosen sides. Now, your people have to choose. Couldn't have said it better, Rex. Ah, let's hope it works, because I see forces coming more than we can handle alone. So, very, very Star Wars moment here, right? The natives pulled into a, a, a conflict they had no interest in, but now they will rise to the occasion. Again, very, very Star Wars, and, and I'm, I'm here for it, because I like these Poltecs. They're kind of cool. They have a unique way of speaking, and they got a, uh, I, like, I like their visual flair. I'm just going to say it. I like their visual flair. So, big-time combat coming up. Great, great action here in this episode. Again, as, as they're attempting to liberate their, their comrade Echo here, because the Tech Union's coming after him. They, they, they look at him as nothing more than property, their property now. And 
again, we can talk about this ad nauseum. I probably have worn some of you out with it because look at this. Like the clones can't get away from it no matter what side they land on, whether it's with the Republic, if it's with the Techno Union and the Separatists. They are just viewed as property. It is wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. And the, the Jedi not picking up on these things, not making more of a fuss, being more outraged uh, at the, uh, the notion of a slave army, I just, it, they, their downfall was well-deserved, okay? Okay? They, they, they weren't innocent victims in all this. <laughs> they, they employed a slave army. But, you know, that, 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 that sentiment, you know, of, of the clones as nothing more than property, viewed that way by the galaxy at large, uh, one of those things I, I, I wish uh, they had spent more time with in this series kind of getting into that. They do a great job with it uh, in a lot of the old Expanded Universe novels, and I've talked about those uh, t t fondly, uh, but maybe some of you don't care. But again, I, I refer once again to the Karen Travis Repub Republic Commando books uh, because they, they really hammer this point home. Uh, not in a not in a hit you over the head kind of way, but just a, like a very good reminder of of uh, the ethics uh, involved in the creation of a clone army. Uh, so, again, I just like that no matter where the clones go, they are always viewed as someone's property, someone's proprietary technology. Whether it's the Republic, the Technion, the Separatists, the Kaminoans, they're not viewed as people, and it's wrong. And I I'm outraged. All right, but let's go ahead, uh, we're, and we're going to kind of wrap the episode up because, again, it's another big action piece here as the Bad Batch, Anakin, Rex, Echo, and the Poltex fend off Wat Tambor and the t forces of the Techno Union as they attempt to reclaim Echo for their own nefarious purposes. All right, so after, after the battle is over and we get to see Anakin do some really cool Jedi things, uh, again, sort of... The action in this episode is great. Again, showing off the Bad Batch, but also showing off Anakin and and uh, where he is with the Force because he does some really cool uh, Jedi Force maneuvering here uh, in in the battle with those giant uh, uh, tank droids, uh, which I believe they called walkers. I can't quite recall, but <laughs> but gr a great action sequence. I highly highly recommend it. But let's go ahead and hear uh, Wat Tambor after the, this battle is over and how he is processing it. Sir, the attack force has failed. Uh, the loss of the clone is a devastating blow to the Techno Union's profit margin. Should we inform the Separatists of our loss? All in good time. We must find a way to recoup on our investment. And there's your big setup for next week's episode of the show. And now it's time to close it out with, uh, with our heroes. And again, sort of queuing up more to come. We know this arc isn't over yet. Just because they're leaving Skako Minor with Echo in tow doesn't mean that it's all good in the hood. Rex, thanks for coming after me. That's what brothers do. I'm just sorry it took so long. Hopefully it's going to be just like old times. Yeah, just like old times. And Echo knows that is will be anything but the case, uh, because he has been uh, forever altered, physically and mentally, now. 
and we get to go through a little bit of that. We get a little taste of that in, in our next installment uh, of, of this. You know, the, the notion that Rex has that, you know, oh, well, yeah, we're just going to go back to business. He's just going to be Arc Trooper Echo and that he's not been forever altered, uh, scarred by his time uh, as, as a prisoner of war, uh, as, as a piece of technology for the Techno Union. Uh, and we'll get into that, you know, but it's, it's, it's not often on, on the show that we get to sort of experience the horrors of war. Um, you know, in a very surface level, we have in, in, in previous episodes over the course of the seven seasons. Of, um, but this is a very personal case because Echo is a clone that uh, we spend a lot of time with. We get to see his progression from uh, just being a, a, a regular old CT to an ARC trooper. Uh, and, and the progression he's made. And now we get to see him having gone through something that's unlike anything that his, his fellow brothers have had to go through. Uh, and so we will get to touch with that a little bit next week, uh, which, also, which sets the stage for the Bad Batch series in, in many, many senses. So it's going to be a big episode next week to kind of close out this first arc of Season 7. Uh, but I'm really, really excited to get into it because... It's fascinating stuff, and I, I like it when we can sort of delve into some of those darker corners of of Star Wars. You know, kind of examine things a little bit more fully, a little bit more realistically, in a sense. Uh, yeah, it sucks that this episode was cut short; that they trimmed that one scene out about the neutrality of the Techno Union uh, and and the the horrific torturing that they do of that Poltec to to kind of express uh, just how awful they all are. Uh, part of me gets it to an extent. Part of me is like, ah, come on, we're adults here. <laughs> we can we can all handle it. Uh, but it is what it is. You can, again cue up that deleted scene on your own, and and it's gonna be great. <laughs> You're gonna have a good time. All right, uh, bucketheads. I think that's gonna be it. This is an uh, it's it, it's again it's a very action oriented episode. It's it's eight buckets on this one because um, a lot of it is setting up next week. But I really enjoy getting into the neutrality of the Techno Union. Just just the idea of these these neutral corporations that are clearly on the side of the separatists. You know, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that's been a pet peeve of mine. Like not getting into why the banking clans are doing these things and and blah 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 blah. And again, we we address that a little bit in season six with the banking clan. So nice to kind of get some of those answers to an extent. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be business as usual next week for the show. We will wrap up. This arc of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, uh, for Season 7, this opening arc with the Bad Batch. Uh, and again, I do hope uh, that between now and then we will get a nice little mini uh, tribute to Carl Weathers on the record. That'd be a lot of fun. Hopefully I'll get that locked down and, and, and known soon. All right, my friends? Okay, Buckethead Nation, I thank you once again for supporting this small, independent Star Wars podcast. You are all the best. And I couldn't do the show. I wouldn't do the show if you weren't here. Reach out to us on social media. We're Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If your podcasting platform allows it, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They help us stand out and not get lost into the algorithm. We really, really depend on those. Thank you so, so much. Uh, if you've done it in the past, thank you. If you're, gonna pl- if you're planning on doing it in the future, thank you in advance. Uh, All right, Bucketheads, I think that's everything. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This.
is the way. Ah! Mando! They all hate you, Mando. Mando, only you, Mando. Welcome back, Mando. Mando. Sorry for the remote rendezvous, Mando. What about you, Mando? Mando. Things got really heated once Mando crashed the safe house. That was impressive, Mando. Very impressive. <laughs>